0: Welcome to the One of a Kind Podcast, the show where we explore the stories we tell ourselves and the moments that got us here. I'm Nisi Duran, and I hope today's conversation gives you something to smile about. Welcome to the seventh episode of the one of a kind podcast. Today's guest is Rachel Shin. I met Rachel when we were both working in YouTube's marketing org focused on the Latin America and Canada markets. She became my partner in crime throughout that experience, and it was filled with laughs and celebrations. Rachel is currently an administrative business partner for YouTube marketing, which in other companies is known as an executive assistant. She is based in Los Angeles, California, where she spends her days baby talking to all dogs, trying to become a crow girl, and picking fights with squirrels. I promise you that these are all real things. In this episode, we discuss how to break out of what Rachel calls black and white thinking, where we label ourselves and others as good or bad people. Rachel shares a deeply personal experience of asking for help when all seemed lost and learning that we all matter in this world, even when our thoughts are deceiving us in the darkness. A warning that this episode contains a detailed conversation about suicide. If you are based in the U.S. and you or someone you know is struggling with suicidal thoughts or mental health matters, please call or text 988 to reach the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline to connect with a trained counselor. For resources outside the U.S., you can visit Befrienders.org. Once again, thank you to Rachel for being a light in all of our lives and for sharing this experience in order to help others with their own journeys.
1: I know a lot of people who are laid off and those who aren't who, are, who say the best part of working at Google isn't the perks, it's the people. And that is one thing I have to say is I have met some of the most amazing people that I would have never had the opportunity to meet. I would have never met you if it wasn't for this place. I've met some of the most brilliant minds here. And I'm like, yeah, every person should be celebrated. The fact that we know each other should be celebrated.
2: And I I love love that. that.
1: Sylvia, you kind of were the catalyst for me, I think, to start thinking more of, or like not Like you put words into what this feeling was of like, yeah, I want to celebrate people. I want to celebrate who they are and their journey and how they came to be here. And I consider it a privilege that I get to know these people because there are 7 billion other people in the world that I don't
0: have the opportunity to meet. Have you always been this way? Is this a recent change and how does it apply to your personal life as well in terms of the celebration and having fun and just trying to connect with people.
1: Yeah, I actually want to say that it is recent. I have been dealing with a lot, I think, in my personal life. Um, and I've been in therapy, which I think every person should. Everybody, I agree.
0: It's so helpful.
1: A hundred percent. I would not be here without my therapist. So hashtag, thank you, Sharon. You are the greatest if you ever watched this podcast. <laughs> um, Send it to her, you know? <laughs>
2: Oh, absolutely. absolutely,
1: I would. Um, I used to have a very black and white thinking, and that could have been my dad. As a was a pastor, and I grew up very, very religious when I was younger um, in Orange County in a very like Christian Korean like immigrant church like in that bubble, and that's all I knew when I grew up. It was, I knew this was right, this is wrong, this is black, this is white, you're either a good person or you're not a good person. And I always questioned my beliefs internally where it was like, well, I'm learning that you're, you're saying that being gay is wrong. Just a, a, like a an example. yeah, umbrella example. You're saying being gay is wrong. But I have friends who are gay, and I love them dearly, and I don't think that they're wrong. And I don't think that them finding love and them loving whoever they want to love is wrong at all. I think that it's human nature, and I think that you should be able to love whoever you want to love. And even starting to question these beliefs and everything else, I'm not saying that being a Christian or Christian beliefs are wrong. Not at all, right? I'm just saying in my personal life, it's really affected and I think put on these blinders of I always saw the world in these very black and white lenses. It's either you're good or you're bad. And it, I also internalized it where it was like, I'm bad hmm. because I don't always have good thoughts. And then when I'm confronted with my decisions, it's like, oh, no, Rachel, you're a bad person. Oh, Rachel, you're so judgmental. You're you always just jump to conclusions. Rachel, you're the worst out there. If I made a mistake, it was like, for example, let's say I forgot to get a meeting on calendar. Let's say it's a huge meeting and I forgot to get it on calendar. And to my exec, they're just like, Rachel, you made a mistake, it's fine. And I really learned a lot from my previous exec and mentor, Rodney Mayers, and um, he's still at Google. Love you, Rodney. Um, but he really instilled in me the growth mindset where it was like, yes, you can make a mistake, but how are you going to grow from that? And it doesn't mean that you're a bad person because if I made that mistake, I'd be like, Rachel, you're so stupid. I can't believe you get to work with some of the brilliant minds in the room and you're just a secretary.
0: I guess I didn't think about it that way, but you're totally right. You said, you said when you treat people, when you put other people in this black and white box." of course, it's going to catch up with you and you're going to do it to yourself. And you're probably going to be even meaner and harsher to yourself. Yeah, Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Yeah.
1: And that's what I was doing. And I was doing that for such a long time, not just in my adulthood, like throughout my life.
0: Did you know you were doing that or no? No, I didn't. And a lot of it
1: was my dad's voice, which I realized from my therapist and just undoing all of that. But I put myself in this box and I was struggling with that on the outside. The number one thing people say is you go above and beyond. I am going above and beyond because I'm a bad person. And I want you to believe that I'm not a bad person. So I have to make up for this badness that I'm bringing to this world by going above and beyond. And I didn't have any boundaries, I would stretch myself so thin stretching myself to the point where I am at the point of like no return and yes. I had to take and I had to take a break definitely and work on it yes and and I did and it was like really intensive like therapy and like self-reflection and honestly I think it's what saved my life because I realized I had to break away from this black and white thinking It was like, and when I was able to realize that this mindset is what was controlling me. And when I really thought about it, what did I, and I was literally in, I remember I was in my bed and I was like, I really said out loud because I was like getting, I was finally so irritated and I was just like so over it. And I was like, what did you ever do so wrong that makes you such a bad person? What is it that is so bad about me that?
2: I have to feel so much shame for being alive and I realized I was like did I what is the worst thing I could think of and it's like did
1: I kill someone no did I even extort someone did I bribe them did I what it and I was like I didn't do any of those things I've never once done any of those things and honestly I could say if I was put in that situation if I had to take someone's life or not I would a hundred percent Sylvia I'm (laughs) would not (laughs) yes 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 so I'm like when I was logical like not just in my head and like believing the thoughts that are in my head which I'm like these thoughts are lies
0: Mm. these are lies that I'm telling myself well this is the this is the bummer about it right I think that I think everyone that knows you, you know myself included, when we're around you, we feel so much warmth and love and appreciation. And it breaks my heart that that same love and appreciation is not going internally, right? Or at least it wasn't for a really long time. Yeah. You know. Like you you you're so you're like a sun, right? You're shining on everyone yes. else and then you don't shine on yourself at all. There's reasons yeah. for it, right? That you had to work through. So how are you feeling now? Like do you feel like You've been able to call out a lie when it's coming up for you again. And do you feel a little bit of sunshine shining on yourself or?
1: Yeah, I do. And I think it's also one of the reasons why I love celebrating people so much. I think I know what it's like to feel so horrible about yourself and feeling so unloved and uncelebrated that I don't want anyone to feel that way. I don't want anyone
2: to feel like they had no one on their corner. And yeah, like, I know I've told you, but there was a time when, you know, like,
1: taking my life seemed like the most logical thing to do. When you, have and looking back now in a place where I'm no longer thinking those thoughts, I'm able to say, that wasn't logical. Like, why would you do that? Taking your own life is so selfish. But in that moment when you're telling yourself and the things that you've been hearing throughout your entire life is, you're not good enough. You suck. Why can't you be like X, Y, and Z comparing yourself and like all of these things? It just seems almost natural in that moment that it's like, oh, I am this scum of the earth to remove myself from the earth would be so much better for everyone else. It would make everyone's lives easier. But that's not the truth. And the thing is, people are always like, Rachel, you're always complimenting people or whatever. But the thing is, like, I mean what I say. I know you like, do. Definitely. <laughs> like, <laughs> I will not. I will. If you're like, oh, my God, do I look good in this? And you'll look away if it's if you don't. <laughs> Yeah, no. I would just be like, yeah, it is something. It's something. It, it, it's doing something. But you know, Sylvia, like when I say something, I really yeah, you mean, mean it. it. And when I compliment people, whether it be like, I really like your makeup today or oh my gosh okay miss dress I see you I saw Sylvia I saw you in your birthday outfit looking hella sexy and cute I saw that oh and I went to the oh I, yes. went, right, I went dancing I was, yes. you were like I, I like, see your leg
0: <laughs> I see, okay miss legs
1: for days
0: you know what though Rachel I so appreciate it when you sent that to me I don't I mean I told you over text but I'll tell you that too like Because I feel very insecure about my body and that I'm getting older and all of these things, right? And when you said that to me, I knew that you meant it. And you were so also effusive about it that it made me feel good for so long, you know? And sometimes I'll scroll back to our text messages and I'm like, oh yeah, what'd you say about my legs? We've talked about this before, right? Like, I think the first thing I'll say is, you know, thank you for sharing about your experience. And I'll just say it very directly. Like, I'm so glad you were able to take the time and work on yourself and that you're here with us you know, and stay with us forever. Like you're very, very loved by a lot of people, including myself, very special to me. So I'm so glad that you realize that you're special to yourself too. Um, but I think I had, I mean, I shared with you and I'll share it here. I did have an experience that changed me too. Right. I think I had a, a very close friend who I knew since middle school and she was the kind of friend where we would lose touch every six months and then she'd pop back in and, um, And in one of those, you know, six month periods, she chose, we were mid twenties. She chose to, you know, take her own life. And I know after talking to also, you know, my therapist and friends and my parents, that sort of thing that I don't know if there's anything I could have done necessarily. You know, she had a lot of things that she was working through and I don't want anyone to ever believe that they are responsible for somebody else making that, you know, awful choice. Those people, when that's happening, you know are feeling a lot of pain and it's really hard, right. For one person to necessarily pull them out of it. But I told myself that I wish I would have picked up the phone more often to tell her specifically how much I loved her and that she mattered to me. Right. And so I promised myself, I would never not tell And I'm gonna cry. (laughs) I would never not tell someone how I felt about them. Like I just, it changed me forever. Right. And so every interaction that I have with a person I think is similar to you, right? Like I use it as an opportunity to have a positive human connection because why not? You know? So if it's someone that I just met for the first time, that's my approach. And if it's people that I know and that I love, I do the same thing, right? It's like, I celebrate them. I tell them they're important to me. I never want someone not to know that they're loved, right? So I think you and I've had for different reasons, right? That realization, but I don't know. I think it's made my life better to just tell people how I feel about them.
1: I remember when you shared that with me and I was in a very dark place and I Mm -hmm. didn't let anyone know.
2: I didn't realize, Rachel.
1: At that time, I was thinking about it every day where and no one at work would have known. They would have never known. I didn't let anyone know. It's like I had work, Rachel, and then there was the real Rachel, I would say, where it was so dark and so gloomy. And when you said that, and I remember still like, and I know that you're tearing up talking about it. And I remember you were tearing up then, too. And I remember it was so real for you. And for the first time, it made me think. This is how it
2: will affect the people who care. For the rest of their life. For the rest of their life, they will think about it for the rest of their life. The what ifs, but even you sharing that, and that
1: was like when we were, even like beginning our. We just loved each other right
0: away. (laughs) We're crazy. (laughs) No, I really think it's
1: from the universe. I really think it's God or the universe or whatever you believe in. Um, Because that really,
2: for the first time, made me think about how it'll affect the people around me. Because I was so focused on, Rachel, you're such a horrible
1: person. You're so nasty. You're so X, Y, and Z. And all of the things that I grew up with, and I think it was one of those moments where I was like, because I think it was a couple months after I finally was like, I can't do this anymore and I need to get more, I need to get help. Like, if I want to stay in this world, even if it's, even if I have no purpose or I feel like I have no purpose in this world or I don't know what my purpose is, I just don't want to hurt the people around me and the people who care about me. And that also was like that little door, ajar in, that's like, it opening. Mm -hmm. There are people who care about me and it's like those realities and that's the truth. It's like there are people who care. There are people who will miss me. There are people that I can depend on and that I can ask for help and asking for help doesn't make me weak. And I can tell you, I think coming back, I have gotten so much stronger because I took the time off. And because I was able to acknowledge that I needed to get help. And I want to say like, and I think of our relationship as so special. And I adore you, as you know. Meeting you has really,
2: truly helped change my life. And it's because you are who you are. And I so appreciate you being in this world. You got on the
1: other side of it,
0: right? you got on the other side of it, you know? And so stay over yeah. here, stay on the side, girl.
1: A hundred percent. When I was able to accept that I'm a work in progress and everyone's like, it's all about the journey, not the... And, and <laughs> I used I to hate did, that. Same, same. I'd be like, um, if you're not going towards a goal and you're not at the finish line, then what are you even doing with your life? I played like, a win. Like literally yes. used to be my motto, but having been in therapy having even now kind of getting out of this black and white thinking and understanding people are complex people have layers you are not just one person um has helped me to learn to love myself because i used to always hear on the media and everywhere you just have to love yourself if you can't love yourself how are you going to love everyone else okay miss ruPaul but like or also like If you can't love yourself, how do you expect other people to love you? And X, Y, and Z. And I used to never be able to love myself because I used to never be able to love other people. And I've come to realize like, I put myself in this box and I put other people in boxes. If you did one bad thing to me, I'm like, you're a bad person, never giving you the time of day. And I would treat that person badly. So, Not being so black and white has given me the opportunity, I want to say, given the opportunity to have me understand that people aren't so black and white either. If I have one negative interaction with someone, it doesn't mean that they are a bad person. And people learn and they grow. And I've come to believe that because I've learned and I've grown. And I can honestly tell you, I'm not the same person I was like a year ago, let alone five, 10 years ago. 100%,
0: 100%.
1: And I can now acknowledge, I used to be a very toxic person back then. Um, and I can admit that. And if someone from my past was like, Rachel, you are so toxic to me, I can say, yeah, I'm, and I'm so sorry I hurt you. I used to be so toxic and I was going through some things. It doesn't justify my actions. But I can tell you I'm not that person now. And if you gave me the opportunity, I would love to show you differently. I don't think I'm a different person. I think I'm still the same person. I just have better coping mechanisms and I have help and support. And I was able to change my thinking so that I am now able to see other people, give them the benefit of the doubt, give them, um, show them that. I accept you as you
2: are. You know, I do think people are growing and they're learning, and I think that's the beauty of being human.
0: I'm gonna quote my trainer Trent. He always says, "If you know better, you do better." I was like, "I really like that. I really yeah, like that." I like that too. Yeah, let's steal it. You can say I, I said mean, it. I'm say you said it's it. Like, said it. Dude, Trent. <laughs>
1: It's trends. I have I never met a trend.
0: Me either. The other thing I like that you said too is accepting help. Yes. And be, like, even if you feel like you're not worthy of help, you are, you know, let someone help you. Yeah. I also think the universe or whoever, right. Put us in each other's path at the time that it did. And yeah, I'm just so lucky to know you and I feel So thankful that you're willing to share kind of your, your specific recent journey, right? Cause I think it'll, I think it'll help someone, right? That's like questioning in terms of their thinking. And I've heard about growth mindset before, but it's always been attributed to work. And I love that you attributed to personal because that's actually in my humble opinion, what really matters, right? Like who are we becoming throughout? Who are we choosing to be now that we have the tools and the support to be able to actually live? the kind of life that we want to live. Yeah. But it's really hard. And I love that you're you're doing it and you're talking about it. You know, this was amazing. I, if you really are serious, I would like to go to slander with you. No, I'm gonna
1: look it up right now. It's on a Friday because the Saturday sold out. Yes, that works for me. Okay. (laughs)
0: I'm serious, (laughs) Sylvia. Me too. No, me too. I
1: swear. In your podcast we better have a follow-up episode of us actually going to slander because otherwise your... What's the point,
0: right? What's the point? audience is
1: going to be like... She didn't go. She don't keep her end of the deal.
0: (laughs) I love you. Thank you for listening to the One of a Kind podcast. This show was edited by my brother from the very same mother, Jose Duran. We have more episodes on the way, so please check us out wherever you get your podcasts.